If you like weird and strange history as much as I do, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Jason Horton, host of Strange Year. Each episode, I break down the strange history and cultural happenings during that year, like 1977, the wow signal, 1963, three tramps theory, 1844, the Millerite movement, 1997, the Phoenix Lights, 1896, the shortest war, 2004, Benjamin Kyle, 1518, the dancing plague, 1985, the move bombing, 1972, remote viewing. So to get your weekly weird history fix, pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Strange Year wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, 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 welcome back to the Yes Year podcast, episode 15. Wow, 15 episodes. That is madness. My name is James, and I am here, of course, with my hilarious co-host, Beth. Beth, what is up? The ceiling, ha! (laughs) (laughs) Any exciting news or recent events to tell us about? I got a tattoo yesterday, my very first one. What? Yeah. What is it? It's a frog. Sweet. It's got a cool party hat on it. (laughs) Of course. He, He does a lot of late night drinking. Of course. Maybe you can post a picture in the group so people can see it? Yeah. Or not. That's up to you. I don't know. What else you got? Um, not much. <laughs> you got anything? <laughs> that, was pretty much, that was pretty much the highlight coming up for the past yeah. couple of weeks, and now it's done. And, mm, well, I got that. Nah. You got anything? I got mutton. You never got anything. I'm boring. I'm, my back hurts from supporting our interesting lives. <gasps> Blasphemy. <laughs> Well, very cool, very cool. So we're kind of uh, decided on every fifth movie we review, Beth is going to go ahead and get get to uh, pick the review. So this week, being 15, Beth has chosen Encino Man. Now, before you say, hey, that's not from the 80s, I know. Uh, But you have to remember that uh, the show is not just 80s based. It's based on movies from the past, and this movie is certainly from the past. And basically, really stuff that was before you were born, and that really opens up quite a uh, quite a plethora. Yeah, but I, I wanted say. I wanted to watch this movie because, I mean, I, I've seen this, I think, maybe twice before. And, I mean, this is a good movie to me. Like, it's one of my... How dare you? I, that was my next question. <laughs> what made you choose Encino Man to review? Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my answer. Yeah, what you got? <laughs> um, I just—it's one of those movies that I would come downstairs, or just, or I guess not down. Yeah, downstairs, and it would just be on the TV, and I'd be like, "Oh, what you guys watching?" And you know, I'd come in like a third of the way in, and just watch. And uh, I mean, I don't really—I didn't—I I didn't remember much of this movie like I did last episode when we did. Um, what did we do last episode? What was last episode? <gasps> Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. That's right. Sorry. I remember that movie to a key. Double blasphemy. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. It's been a long week. Um, and so for this one, I, I remember certain parts of it. And that's why I was kind of like, oh, what's that one movie that goes like this? And you were like, oh, this movie. And I was like, yeah, we should do that one. So I was really excited to do this one again. Because to me, it, it'll be like that uh, nostalgic feeling. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was. So cool. I was looking forward to that. So it's actually a movie that I have watched many times and would happily do so again. Obviously, if you've seen it when you came downstairs, who was probably watching it, 
me. Yeah. Um, when this movie came out, I think I was. It really represented the times well. I could relate to these characters and how they acted, spoke, and dress. Uh, the '90s put out a lot of these movies. I think that were not over the top special effects or some deep story. Uh, just a story about some buds, you know, some dudes, and a little something that happened to them. And, I mean, let's face it. For the time, Polly Shore was on top of his game with being the weasel, all of his MTV fame. I mean, he had show after show after show that came on MTV and everything like that. And I think he was even a VJ for a while. So, I mean, yeah, yes. When MTV had music on it, and they used to show videos. Mm -hmm. They had VJs, like a DJ, a radio VJ of video. Yeah. And he was one of those. And, uh, and yeah, MTV used to be really good. There used to be the spot where you got all the new music and all the everything they had. It was just a good, it was a good channel, but I'm really watching it. And now it's just all that drama crap and has been for decades, it seems. Um, Sean Astin is a fan fave, of course. You know, from the Goonies and everything, and everything else that he was in in the 80s. And Brendan Fraser was just coming onto the scene and was the hot new thing. So, you, you know, if you throw in an interesting story about a caveman waking up in the 90s, and poof, you have the magic of Encino Man. So, of course, question for you initial impression of what the movie is going to be like? So, I am watching, so I had a good first impression, obviously, because this is a childhood movie to me. Um, right. So I was like, okay, you know, I've seen this before in my memory. It's pretty good. Um, did you know the Rotten Tomatoes for this is only 15%? Wow. Yeah, really low. See, I, again, it's Polly Shore. And I think that when uh, you could not throw a rock without hitting some kind of Polly Shore reference in, in this part of the 90s and everything like that. And everybody loved it and everything like that. But then just like I was, it was making me think of like new kids on the block, uh, a band or maybe NSYNC or, you know, Backstreet Boys when they come out, Oh, everybody likes them. Everybody loves them, and everything like that. But then eventually they hit that plateau. And then all of a sudden, if you're listening to them, there's something wrong with you. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like new kids on the block were it, man. I mean, like our school raised pennies for pride. We all donated all kinds of money to win a, co a free concert. To go and see did new kids on the block. We did. Our oh. school won. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and so we went to it. But then all of a sudden it was like the next year, if you were a new kids fan, there was something wrong with you. Like, oh, you you know, you you like them. I mean, like it was a real big stink. And it almost seems like it's the same thing. Like he was a fad. Um, you know, he, he had... This movie, he had Son-in-Law, he had In the Army now, but then he started to make movies after that, and it was like, um, Polly Shore movie, blah. Kind of like Adam Sandler, where you had Adam Sandler movies, and they were, like, really, really great throughout a whole certain amount of time, and then they just, like, fell off, and then it just, it, you know, then it was like, oh, another Adam Sandler movie, blah. So, and that's kind of ranty, but I, that's... No, that's really fair. probably uh, that. That's why it probably got a low Rotten Tomato score because it probably is seen as just one. Of, I mean, you know what? I would I would venture to say if you look at a a whole bunch of tomato of of Rotten Tomato scores for movies from this time, they're probably really low. Yeah, you know, I don't base off of that. I, right. I just find it interesting to watch or like see that and then be like, oh, okay, weird because. 
you know, obviously I think our dynamic is where you come into these movies having um, watched them as a child, and so that's why we're doing them. But um, you have a, I guess you would call it like a soft spot for these movies. Right. So you're not looking at these as critically as I am coming to them. Because most of these movies I've seen for the, you know, like either ones or like halfway through and then we're going into them. So I'm, you know, overly critical for some of them where I'm like right. going into it, you know, storyline, this, characters, that. And so I like to think about uh, that. That's kind of what I put into my consideration with these things. Um, so when I see when they have like low scores like that and, uh-huh. I, and I've seen the movie like that, I'm like, wow, what what about this is going to be like that? But yeah. even after watching this movie, there's not no, there's no reason to have that low of a score. No. And it's a fun bro movie. I mean, it's a watch on the afternoon, watching everything like that. A, a, a fun date night movie. Yeah. Like if if you, if it was like second date, and I was like, hey, you want to go see a movie? Like I would take a girl to see Encino Man, because it's fun, it's light, it's nothing too heavy. You know, there's, there's a little bit there. of a romance, yeah. but nothing that's so horrible that no. you know that you're like, oh my god, like and it, you know, taking somebody like Sleepless in Seattle is like, <laughs> which you, you I've get never me seen. with that face. <laughs> I love, I love that face when I get it because I say something, you're like, yeah, blink, blink. I have no. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's a hard. That is a romance movie. You're going to that. It's Tom Hanks and Sally Fields. Say less, Tom Hanks and is not Sally be- Fields. I'm sorry, Meg Ryan, Sally Fields. How dare I? I don't know. Who I don't know. Yes, for me, that's Sally Fields say. was his mom in Forrest Gump. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's really weird. Well, a funny thing about that. Oh, I know. I'm such a nerd with things. In uh, the year before, they were in a movie called Punchline, where she was his love interest. And the next year, they did Forrest Gump, or t- next one or two years, and she played his mom. So, yeah. Weird. <laughs> but definitely not Meg Ryan, who is in Sleepless in Seattle. So, that's far off. So. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Blink, blink. Um. There's a fun, there's a fun fact. They 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 say if you do forget something, if you blink a bunch, you should remember it. I, they say if you look left and right really fast, and I always tell people to do that, and I. I feel like this is gonna make me look stupid. Works. Yeah, well, that's probably why people tell me to do it, <laughs> and I do it. Um, oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> See, it worked. I would, well, I was blinking. So, <laughs> um, I was gonna say that uh, this is one of those movies that kind of feel like when you can just like enter it halfway through, yeah. and be fine, yeah, because they kind of. Revisit certain things in a way that's fluent. Like, for example, when, um, what's his name? Matt, I think. Matt the bully? Yeah, he yeah. goes into the house and gets the pictures and it's the caveman pictures. If you entered at that point, you're like, okay, I see what's going on. I got you. You know, so it's what I like when movies do that. Um, same with Beetlejuice. You can kind of get that as well. You know, if you, 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 you get the gist it, of what's going, going on. on. Clearly, they're trying to get these pe- the deets yeah, out. Because, you know, like game shows where like, oh, if you're just now joining us, this is what's going on. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that, in a sense. That's fun. I like so, that. But anyways, um, watch the, the trailer for this. I gave it a three out of five for the trailer, which isn't very high, I realize. But um, it it was a different way to do the trailer. It was humorous. and But it was just kind of bland to a degree. Okay. Did you watch the trailer? Uh, I've seen it. I didn't watch it again. Sorry. No, oh. it would make sense if you watched the trailer, so we made, so you knew what I was talking about. But um, I I gave it a three out of five simply for the fact that it was a different way to do it because they kind of go in and it's kind of like 
back in the old age. Da da da. Yes. Oh, man. So it's not like just narrator where it's like in certain certain town, blah 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 blah. We see a man. He's doing this. Yeah. So it was a nice way to do it, but it wasn't like super interesting. Um, but would I watch it based on the trailer? Yeah, I'd watch it based on the trailer. Fantastic. Based on the DVD art, maybe. It was kind of. It wasn't anything like special right and it wasn't eye-catching in a sense and the poster was the same it was also a maybe and I, just nothing. I, I really cannot stress enough how 90s this movie is like oh, this yeah. really is the epitome of this time frame all of like clerks uh, it, it, i know you gave me the look clerks <laughs> um i know what a clerk is i just no no different... it's a movie called clerks okay. and it's well, nothing special it's nothing um devil's advocate's got a picture of keanu reeves sitting there with al pacino with his hands on his shoulders i mean the, these are movies that are excellent movies i mean just far out there the arch is fantastic not, not it just it's not really yeah that was really that's really an 80s thing i think um and you so, know i mean i'm just saying if i was in this, it now, I don't this know. timeline or if i was here if i was this age then it's just something that, like, a friend would have had to recommend it to me for me yeah. to be like, okay, well, let's go watch it. Or it's like one of those things where we're like going to the movies. Well, what do we watch? Oh, well, it's, you know, man, sounds kind of okay. Yeah, I got you. How, how did, I meant to ask, how did you see trailers at this time? Because it's not like you can go on YouTube and look it up like I do. Was it on the TV? You saw them before movies and some on TV. Yeah. So they played get, the trailer get, before the movie started. Yeah. You, you know how you get well, the previews? Funny. No, no, no. You know how you get previews? Of other at movies. Mo of other movies? Yeah. That's how you'd see it. Oh. So you'd have to be going to the movies. And then on, um, if you rented movies. Oh, it didn't. Yeah, okay. Then we had that previews makes, before okay. movies. Because we have a lot of old DVDs that do that still. Yep. So if you, yep, if you rented the movies. That was always then they would put me. it on, on yeah. there. And then sometimes, man, I'm telling you, Bo, you can't even trust the preview. Because sometimes the preview would be like, oh, man, that's going to be a fantastic. And then you watch the movie and you're like. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> a very good example of this would be the Babadook movie. That The trailer for that made it sound like it was going to be terrifying. That was yeah. going to be a jump, horror, and everything. That movie was a psychological movie. Yeah. I I can't tell you how angry I was watching that movie. Stupid well, the movie. same thing happened with, I mean, The Boogeyman. When we went and saw, I mean, uh, we brought that up before when it was supposed to be like, oh, it was going to be this real, and it was just garbage. It was all in pretty much his mind, not even... Like, somehow he created it, so he undid it, and all the things flew. I don't know. It was oh, stupid. Dude, I get so worked up when people, oh, the Babadook is such a good movie. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> if you like the Babadook, turn off, turn off the podcast <laughs> unsubscribe. right now. Unsubscribe. Oh, jeez. I don't want to talk fame. to you. No, we don't want to lose anybody. If, I mean, if they if they had marketed it as a psychological movie, then yeah. it would have been like, okay. But have, you haven't watched The Boy. The Boy is on Netflix, mm -hmm. um, which we were watching, and it, it is marketed as a horror movie to a degree yeah and then there's a giant twist and it's like boom yeah and it's like whoa yeah I that's a good that. movie the babadook yeah garbage yeah absolute garbage sorry sorry no that's fine not to get off topic no you're good i'm just so angry at that movie. if the creators of the babadook are listening i have some words right yeah write us that uh <laughs> yeah email us at the yesteryear podcast yeah at gmail.com at gmail.com i want to i want to i want to have, Her, some have some discussion <laughs> of physical discussion. What's your favorite type of tea? I'll have you over. <laughs> oh. We only have black for you, though. Black no tea. No sugars. And prune pie. And prune pie. <laughs> <Sick>. Hateful. <laughs> so, Encino Man, 
is a story about two school outcasts finding a frozen caveman in the backyard uh, when they decide to big, dig a pool. You ever um, dig a pool? No. No. And no. And it, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. For somebody to be able to dig a pool like he did and have the dimensions and everything like that, and P.S. dig a pool, kudos to him, man. And that thing was deep. So, yeah. I'm not getting it. No, not without a liner and everything. That yeah, makes no, no sense. It it's just going to be mud, but yeah, whatever. Sickies. Um, <laughs> sickies. When the caveman thaws, he's alive, so they decide to introduce him to modern life, and he shows them how to enjoy life. Oh, we're just jumping into the movie? Oh, no, I'm just giving you the... This is just the... Oh, okay. Yeah, what it's about. Although you can just skip like 20, 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. <laughs> wait, wait, did I miss something? Um, so the storyline is short, sweet, and to the point. Nothing flashy, nothing glamorous. Encino Man opened on May 22nd, 1992, and it had a budget of $7 million. In its first weekend, it made almost $10 million, with a cumulative gross of over $40 million worldwide. So it definitely was a hit, as I would say. Yeah, no. So a good movie... Would have been fourteen million if they had made fourteen million. They'd have been like, "Oh, all right, we made our money back." Forty million, and it got a, a what on t- Rotten Tomato? Fifteen. Fifteen percent. So you tell me that at that point, see, that's what I'm saying. It's it's jaded. It's it's people looking back and saying something. Oh well, now, yeah. Well, if Rotten Tomatoes had done it that year, it would have been a ninety. You know, so yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't go by other people's reviews anyway. Nope. Like you said, um. As I stated before, the movie stars Sean Astin of Goonies, Polly Shore the Weasel, and Brendan Fraser. Who did he play in the Goonies? He played the main character. Yes. Okay, sorry. I had to get the face in my head. I couldn't really I couldn't remember the faces. <laughs> I'm really bad with names. Okay. And faces. I just want to make that clear <laughs> to everybody else. <laughs> if you aren't in my main like five people that I see every day, you don't have a I'm not face. gonna remember your face. Uh, yeah, I said it. That wasn't even a good insert there. You're not allowed to make that joke. You got angry a bit. I am angry about it. Um, Can't make the beaver joke. That's my thing. So, they got a supporting cast for the movie, but I'm not really going to get into it. (laughs) Um, It's set in Encino, California, although it was filmed in Santa Clarita, California, which I think is where, or very close to where Lost Boys was filmed. I think. Um, Well, I don't know. But it really had a grasp on what youth was like in that day, in the 90s. Early 90s, things were starting to change from the 80s. Dress, music, heck, even how we talk was going through a metamorphosis. So, yeah, I wanted to discuss that. Did In this movie, they say a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. For sure. Like, like uh, later on, a little bit in, Robin says to Dave, Ugh, you're drowning? What does that mean? Like you're like because he was trying, he was going for any kind of anything to get her interested, and she was like, "You're drowning, dude! Like you're failing." Like he, I understand. You don't get it? No, I I do now. Uh, He was saying like even and then when the dinner scene where um, so he's talking to the dad, he's saying a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, none of that made sense. (laughs) Don't. <laughs> so don't crust on my gig so hardcore cruster and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but that's that, what you guys actually said. People absolutely See, talk like I, that. People get don't a lot of hate we, now. Don't, on my don't wheeze my gig so hardcore, Cruster. I think is what he actually says because he's going through a lot of stuff in his home. His mom's she's really in a bad yeah. place. We. <laughs> That's how he says. It. 
I, I was just thinking, like, they were talking, and I was like, well, you know, my generation gets a lot of hate about what we say. We, we use a couple, like, a little bit of slang and stuff, like, shortening things. But, like, you can still derive what the meaning is out of that. Yeah. He was saying stuff that wasn't even legible. I was like, what is this even? Cork? What? <laughs> so, he, Cruster, hardcore, whatever. The weasel had, who was Polly Shore, yes. had an entire language that he, like, created. I'm telling you, you don't know how big this guy was. Like, he, like, he defined a generation, in my opinion, from my point of view. Some people hated him. That's okay. But he, you couldn't get away from him in the 90s. Like, this guy just kept showing back up, and he was everywhere on MTV and then he was in movies and he would be on TV and he, he does, he still does stand up comedy. He came here locally a couple years back when my buddy went and saw him. Um, yeah. Where were you? I wanted to go. Mom said, I'm not allowed. I'm joking. She didn't say that. I just didn't, I couldn't go. <laughs> um, you also have to remember at this time, it was like when the garage band's breakout was happening, such as Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Change, Chains, not Change. Change. Um, they were influenced an entire generation. As stated earlier, MTV VJs, or as they called, you know, like Polly Shore, were helping to meld what the youth would become. People were not sure of the future, but they knew they had no interest in the 80s and what it had to offer. Like, like it really was like, meh. Towards the 80s. Because late 80s had a lot of hair bands. That's what they were called. Like, they look, a lot of people look like, uh, oh, uh, what's his name from Labyrinth? Jared. <laughs> Jareth. Jareth. Yeah. They, I mean, that's what they, they had big hair and everything like that. And then you had kind of like the new kids on the block kind of transitioned. And then all of a sudden you had Nirvana on the scene. You had Soundgarden on the scene. You had Alice in Chains on the scene. They were these garage bands that were coming. The grunge rock type movement. And it changed everything. Like it really did. And he was, and, and Polly Shore was there for that. I mean, he was introducing those videos. He was talking about it. He was interviewing them. He was at the concerts. And yeah, it, it really was, it was a big change. And it was early 90s and everything was changing up. Encino Man really helps to encompass what this change in the youth and it set the stage for what the 90s would become. It really did. I mean, Nirvana's it, really old. Well, yeah. It's early. Yeah, I think they had, I think they even had something that came out in the late 80s. But I mean, it was, it wasn't anything big. I mean, their first stuff was, was 90s, 91, when, when people were like, holy cow, they could actually, grasp them and see what it was so and again Soundgarden, um alice and change i'm gonna keep saying those three bands because those three kind of set the stage for everybody else in my opinion of what would become like a music pearl jam you know another one that came they came a little bit after um it just it just was and then after that you got college rock like radiohead but they were a little, they were further down. That, that that was the next thing that started happening. And by time then, it was the 90s. And I want to say Clueless had come out in the late 90s. I'm not quite sure. I, that came out. And that was like the next step in what the 90s would be. So you can actually see in movies, you know, art reflects life. I'm getting deep here. Yeah. And the movies are art and it reflects the, the sign of the times. 
And then you would see where movies would come out, but they were just too late to the game. Like right now, if somebody re- like released a zombie movie. Yeah. It would and we talked like, about that doing where Hollywood's done movies and movies over and over again. That's why sometimes you, you'll talk about how you don't want to see certain movies because it's been done so many times. Yeah. And I understand that. Um, I mean, same thing with music a couple sometimes. You know, music, there's some songs that sound like other songs or they use the same kind of whatever. And, you know, then you can repeat. But, I mean, every year we get a real hit, you know, that comes out. It's really yep. good. And same, I mean, same thing with movies. So Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Deep, deep conversation. What year did Clueless oh, come out? I, I think 94? That was a really <laughs> like a long balloon. four. I blew up. <laughs> I had like an air hit. I put an air hit in my mouth. My head popped off. <laughs> you want to look it up real fast? Yeah, I guess. 96? Clueless. 95. 95. I say we should do... I'm gonna be like that, but if we do anything with Paul Rudd in it, I'm gonna be really biased. Well, Paul Rudd's in that. I know. Oh, okay. that's what I just said. Oh, okay. If we do any movie with Paul Rudd in it, I'm gonna be very biased. <laughs> it's already Stupid. a five. Well, at that point in time, he's skinny, sickly Paul Rudd. He's perfect in every he's movie. Perfect he's in every. In. Oh, okay. Well, but again, that was a reflection of. Oh, now we're gonna look at Paul Rudd. All right, so I'm gonna start the movie. <laughs> this man does not age. Oh, to be perfect. Ugh, All right, let's continue. Whatever. If you're Paul Rudd and you listen to the Yes to Your <laughs> Please podcast, hit me up. Please hit me up. Please I don't care that you have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're a horrible person. I would like a handshake at least. Oh, nice From- to meet you, Paul Rudd. If we get famous and big, we, we'll, we'll, two people, I'll get, I'll get you, Paul Rudd, and I'll get mom, Ryan Reynolds. But although she's on, she's on the track. She's got, she's got famous friends. She's, she's tracking it. So, all right, right, let's start. So the movie kicks off pretty fast with few credits before getting to the meat and potatoes. You know, the intro really was not that good. Like the, the, like the black, black screen just named going and that was it. Yeah. And then it sort of showed different types of land. Right. It was showing you basically that time. Um, it opens on like wilderness and frozen tundra type land. Yeah, it w- but it was just kind of I mean, like the intro or they're just showing the name, like the credit. That was kind of just lame. Oh, well, you know, it's nineties. You could have done something. <laughs> you know, when we do more nineties movies, I'll be able to say, "Oh, that's nineties." But yeah. this is the first one we've done, so I can't really say that yet. Gotcha. So, a cr- a caveman brings back a gift to his cave woman and starts to make a fire. An earthquake starts and they reach for each other, but a snow cave in happens. And we then open to present day where a young boy is awoken by another earthquake. Like he sits up, he's like screaming and freaking out, which there's there are, a lot of earthquakes in this movie. I believe there are a lot of earthquakes in California, though. There are, but I don't know if it's like consistently like this. Yeah, maybe. but I, I think that's cool, though. I mean, if we're going to do it in a place where there's a lot of earthquakes, California would Man, be Man, I don't know. We had one before we moved to Roanoke when we lived in Virginia Beach. Oh, I remember. That one that happened and it, like I was sitting in my chair and it went and like I felt like seasick and I was like, oh my gosh. And then ew, it was horrible. It had happened and I hadn't really noticed. Uh, yeah, well, but I did. Well, I came downstairs and Tabby was freaking out. Yeah, nice. So we see that this is a relatively nice suburban neighborhood. I mean, he's literally, they're not hurting. No. Um, the boy is attempting to dig a pool and throws dirt all over his buddy that shows up. Uh, the guy's name is Dave. His younger sister shows up and gives him guff about being a geek. 
and that no one's going to swim in his pool. <laughs> yeah, so basically Dave wants to be popular, and he's hoping that the pool is going to do that for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. He's got a whole plan. So Stonia's buddy says, stop stressing about being popular and be happy that school's almost over. Like, they're they're pretty much almost done with it. <coughs> God oh, bless my you. Bad. Sorry. It's all good. It's nature, man. Um, Dave said that he wants to finish up his, sky, his high school career as a legend. Uh, he also says he wants a girl named Robin to be his girlfriend and take her to prom. So kind of just set what the, what the whole premise for the movie is, yeah. like, right off the jump. Like, I want to be popular. I want to finish a legend. And I want to take this girl to prom. I'd also like to note that this is exactly um, the same kind of cliche um, duo that I was talk- I've been talking about lately. Where you have the pretty much straightforward main character to a degree who's, you know, that kind of like, he's either geeky or like a football player. You know, mm-hmm. he's just kind of there. And then his weird best friend. Gotcha. Stony. Which name fits him. His name definitely does fit him. <laughs> right. So. Right. And and to Fright Night. Yeah. Just like you said with those two. You, Ed and, and Charlie and, yeah. and, you know, they're... You and then you have the girl main love interest. And you have the... You're right. So. Yeah. It works, though. Obviously. Movies keep coming out like that. Yep. They're going to keep making it Couple, people Yeah, keep for sure. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um... We then find that Dave rides to school on the back of Stoney's scooter. Now, I put in a note here to ask you. Yeah. This scene where they're rolling up to the school, you know, there, there's this scene's a lot in many movies like this. I mean, New Guy, which I hope we'll do eventually, um, they have a scene like that as well where, you know, you just have everybody out on the, the field yeah. and they're all going into the school, but there's a bunch of weird stuff going on. Um, like people hanging out before school? Another one. Well, no. I mean, he's rolling up to school in a motorcycle. He's like, it's a moped. I don't care what, what it is. <laughs> okay. No one at my high school is rolling up in anything but a car, if that. And they're not rolling into people. Right. They're rolling into people. And then they have people sitting on the outside in the grass, yeah. talking, and then on the, on the pillars and stuff. Is that how it was for you? You know what? Because that's how, I mean, as a kid growing up, you know, your whole, you're like, oh, when I hit high school, it's going to be exactly like the movies. We no. would get to school. We would get to school usually about 20, 30 minutes early. Not the bus kids. The bus kids got there as the bus kids when they got, got there. there. Yeah. But we would get there and like, yeah, we would hang out on the steps in front of the auditorium. We would sit there and talk and then and, and just BS and hang out until the, you know, the, the warning bell sound and then you'd start going doing your own thing we had like but i mean um then i i people rode scooters to school sure now they did did they ride through the the crowd and almost run people over no i guess what i what i mean yeah even though you have different groups so the main characters rolling always together they're there and then they're at the high school and then it's the high school cliche you have the different groups of people you have the jocks the cheerleaders the, the goths, and then you have the geeky kids, the yeah. computer science kids. And that's always how they show them in movies. You don't have that in your school? Not to a degree. See, in our, when I was in high school, there were, you had, in, like, we could hang out in the quad. Like, you did not have to sit in the cafeteria and eat. You could go into the quad. There were certain, you couldn't go into the halls. You couldn't go past certain barriers. But you could go out. And, yeah, people hung in certain groups. And, like, I had my group of friends that we hung out in a mm-hmm. certain spot. And then there were, like, the cheerleader kids. There were the these kids. There were the that kids. Yeah, there were facts. Not F-A-C-T-S, but sex. C-S-E-C-T-S. Sex of kids that hung out. 
like that. Now, did we have like better off dead nerds, you know, where like they have the pocket protectors and all that kind of stuff? No, we didn't have that. You know, we um, didn't have anything that extreme. But I'm a social floater. I pretty much fit in in every situation. I as have a lot do of friends. I. You take out, yes. I, I mean, I have a ton of friends. I get that a lot. Where, you know, people come up to me like, oh, I didn't realize you had so many friends because I have to, I'm forced to with some situations. I take classes that force me to make friends with certain people. Hold on. Can I scoot over? Because I can't fit here next to your giant head. Well, I didn't mean it like that. I know. I'm choking oh, with I'm you. So, but <laughs> I was going to say, in middle school, it was like that for me where it was kind of more of this cliche where yeah. we had, you. they had the different tables and it was like, words like friendship and trustworthiness and um entrepreneur i don't know but they had these rolls of table tables and then you had like up front and in the back and all the upfront ones were popular girls the sporty kids yeah. and like just jerks i hated all of them gotcha and then in the back was was you had the freaks yeah you had the freaks that were acceptable to everybody that's where i sat yeah because we were friends with everyone. You had the Rubik's Cube nerds um, who also were like in a keyboarding club. Losers. And then <laughs> and then you had like Outcast. We didn't even talk about them. Oh. I was in a group of people that were just allowed everywhere because we were funny. Right. So we were the funny kids. And so everyone was like, okay, I guess you can come hang out with us. So I was always set. Then we hit high school. And we didn't have where, by grades, it's lunch. Yeah. It's everybody's there. So we were forced to make kid, friends with people who were older than us. Yeah. People who are younger than us. Yes. Or were alone. And it was, I mean, I was pretty okay because I could just go sit down with somebody and be like, whatever. I mean, that's what I did last year where I didn't have any of my friends on B-Days. And I just sat down with a bunch of boys and became friends with the boys. Gotcha. And then it was great. But, you know, I mean... We don't, when high school hit, it was pretty much like everybody's friends. You know, you, you have to be because you take certain classes with certain people. Not 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 to go off like this for so long. No, you're good. But I mean, I, I take AP classes. So all my friends are usually the smarter kids and the jocks who are weirdly smart. And that's just how it is. Yeah. So I'm friends with a bunch of these people and... Unless those people drop those classes, we are together throughout all of high school. Right. Because we're all taking the same AP classes. So by class, it's basically forced. Right. So, I mean, in those classes, you can still have where you're friends with your jock friend or whatever. But we're all still together. We're all doing partnership together. So it's very over the board. Hmm. But in middle school, it was like this for me. No, nah, man. In high, that's how it was in high school. We we definitely migrated around. Like I, I Because I was in so many clubs and you know i did drama i played football i wrestled i did speech and debate i had my regular friends i had my friends that had come because i had gone to two different elementary schools so i had friends from my old school i had friends from my new school i i would like you i would float around and everything like that but there were definitely groups that i did not associate with no. because i was like no dice those are usually girls for me <laughs> nice. those are usually all the well to a degree it's the girls it's changed I have since a couple, you've gotten older now. Yeah, I have a couple cheerleader friends, a couple airhead friends that I love, absolutely. Um, but I am I am uh, more introverted than anything, which is um, funny because, you know, if if I'm around you enough and we're friends to a degree, I'll become more extroverted. I, I, mean, it's, I think it's ambivert, whatever, the one where you're kind of a little bit of both. I thought that was a pill you took to sleep. <laughs> That's melatonin. Oh. <laughs> um, but I don't like meeting new people. 
I, I don't like I don't like phone calls. I just don't like talking to people. So a lot of my friends are that type of people. Like my closer friends, they're socially awkward. So when we're putting into a classroom, like coming up, school's about to start for me. Um, and a lot of us aren't going to be together because they split it up by last names and such. Right. So I'll be put in that situation where I have to. I'm forced to talk to other people that aren't usually in my friend group. And my friends who are like in those classes with me, who have no other friends but me, they always find it amazing. They're like, "Wow." You have so many friends. And for what? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like these people. <laughs> you know, I don't talk to them outside of school. This is just in school. You know, we have faces here. Outs- outside of school, don't talk to me. So wow. Wow. that's just a little fun fact about I just put myself out there. But You did? Yeah. That was really an open up. I congratulate you on giving that. I just, I just wanted to put that like, because I know we mostly have adults that listen to us. So a lot of you have the same high school experience where it's this, this, and this. And so to me, that's kind of what I was expecting going into high school, these yeah. kind of movies where it's all crazy and weird words and, you know, just jacking around to a degree. So yeah. I thought it would be like that. So I don't know, just fun fact, younger generation me, that's how I live day to day in my nice. school. So Beth, Beth. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a really short movie. Not very, a lot of, a lot of cut scenes here. A lot of crying. <laughs> A lot of sleeping. A lot of Burger King. (laughs) Centauri shows up. The horse? No. No. Sorry. That's that's Artex. Yeah, sorry, Artex. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. Artex? Yeah, you know when we were in the the tattoo parlor place? Yeah. They had like a horse's head on the wall. (laughs) Oh, no. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought about Artex. Well, that's good. Kind of. So... (laughs) i digress i digress i digress so as we know dave has a thing for robin and once they get to school dave pines over robin but uh she's with a guy named matt that is basically the perfect high school guy i mean he just he is he's a jerk he's obviously built he looks like he's about 25 (laughs) blonde football player Uh, you know the, the guy that every girl wants to go with obviously or not every you know what i'm saying that guy so, um, so poor, poor Dave feels deflated over the whole thing. Um, we joined the, the guys in class and the guys, uh, Rick Dukeman, by the way, is the teacher. He's teaching about the ice age and Cro-Magnon man. Dave continues to dig his pool while Stoney dances weird. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hold on. Give me a second. Okay. Cause we're, we're at school for like five minutes. Not even. Not even. Yeah. And suddenly, we're back at the pool. Yeah. If I was going to, you know, like I said with Better Off Dead, if I was going to pull something out of this movie, it's going to be the choppy scene here. Because it just, the way that we trans go from different scenes yeah. is really not great. Yeah. I mean, we're at school, they're in class, he introduces what cavemen is, what it is, what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's kind of a good setup. And then... Not even a bell. We're just back at the home, back at yeah. the pool. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're trying to yeah. get a lot of information and make it fast, keep it snappy, which is okay. And you know, I appreciate. Yeah. But if there was a lead, you know, like oh, class dismissed, bell, anything. Hold up, you thought Better Off Dead was like that? No, no, oh, no, okay, no, no, I no, got no. You. I was gonna say, last, I no, no, no. Like last that. episode, I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what I pulled out of that, but I just said, <laughs> baby, <laughs> baby. Yeah, the pig in the jar, the baby. That, I didn't complain about that, no, though. No, no, it's awesome. You didn't complain about it, I'm saying. There, I, but I pulled something out of it. I don't remember what I said. Oh, I got with you. It, but, I, I mean, there was... 
you know me. I have to. I have to criticize. Sure, sure. Start, you know, right. So, with me, if there was going to be one thing that I pulled out of this, it would be the fact that you know it's not edited. It's not edited. Weird. Well. Okay. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't flow. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. So while Dave is digging, he finds a Mysterian bowl as Prostoni, is what he calls it, <laughs> and states that it was used during the Ice Age. Um, another earthquake happens, and Stoney chucks the bowl by accident, causing Dave to have to jump for it. He does catch it and lands on something else frozen in the ground. Yeah. It's I like. I got Actually, we haven't done this in a while, but my favorite quote comes from the scene. Oh, we have. Um, where when he's going to go show him the bowl, because he found the bowl. Which, first of all, I don't think that bowl would have been intact like it was. It, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. It was in, like, it was not even that deep in the ground. Did you notice on the walls of the pool, there's caveman drawings? Are there? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. Like, yeah. I, I was noticed like, a little later on that there were... You wouldn't have noticed? Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, I, on yeah. Um, but my favorite quote is because Dave goes up to show Sony and he's listening to stuff and he like pulls it down and Sony goes, hey, hey, my lobes. My lobes. <laughs> <laughs> so sad about it. And I love that. That was That was my favorite quote. Yes. But then, yes, they the earthquake happens, and then they find... Yep, they the find weird... the frozen guy. Yeah. So the guys freak out and go to tell Dave's mom, but she's like, I'm working. Yeah. The tell <laughs> tell a parent cliche, like to mention as well. The, the yep. Try to tell a parent cliche, so... Absolutely. Basically just ignores them. But yeah, they are screaming. Yep. <laughs> it's so funny. So they go back thinking it's something like Jimmy Hoffa, maybe? Or... Or some guy that was in a class that disappeared with Stoney. They oh, were, yeah. That were. was really weird. He had a lot of weird stories. Yeah. Yeah. So they get closer and Stoney says he thinks it's a caveman. So Dave sees opportunity as getting fame and popularity off finding him. Which, yes, but you could have done so by immediately calling the news and alerting them and everything like that. Like can you've you got like, a can whole you call thing. the news? Yeah, man. You can call the news. Really? Yeah. You can email them, message them. I've messaged the news. I messaged them because I didn't like something they put, and they messaged me back and said, well, tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Stoney has no interest in being <laughs> a part of it until Dave tempts him with money. Get the news over here. My daughter turned into a beaver. Uh, uh, see, that that's a good way. Oh, to that's a that good um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Stupid. Sorry. So, so they pull the ice block out of the pool and lock the, it in the shed. Yeah, where did they get that? Suddenly, the machine's just in the garage. I think that? it was a. I think it was their lawnmower, and they set oh. up a pool. Yeah, I think they tied it to the lawnmower, and then they had a pulley. Not that they would need a lawnmower with that sad little, basically all pool backyard that he has now. But yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, they also take some pictures. Of, the, of the process and everything like that. They leave him thawing with heaters and go to school. So now we're at school again. Yeah. Well, this seems to happen all in the same day. So I like this. I like that Dave is like, you can't tell nobody. You can't do this. Promise you're going to keep it silent. Blah, blah, blah. Dave instantly goes to school and tells Robin that he found the caveman, hoping that it's cool. That's when she's, oh, you're drowning. That's yeah. what, yeah. Because he's he's coming at her with this, this ridiculous story, and she's just like, dude. They had a really weird relationship. Stop. I mean, honestly, the ro the romance part of this as well, I would pick at. Because the whole time, he's kind of like coming at her like a stalker. lifelong friend. Yeah, and a stalker. Yeah. Yeah. Obsessed. 
Yeah. Is another word I would put towards it. I felt more romance between um, Betty and Malink. <laughs> you know? Betty? Is it, is it not Betty? Betty Nugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Betty Nugs. She said her name was Betty. No. no? Are you serious? Oh, is it Ella? Oh, my God. It's no Betty. She said her name Betty. Betty. Is a, no. No, that's a, a girl. A hot girl is a Betty. Oh, that's rude. And Nugs are chest. What's so her, what's her name? Betty then? Nugs. Uh, is it Ella? Because remember when she he's drawing, he's, she's all Betty. Betty Nugs. That's your girlfriend? You know. Oh. I thought she was saying, my name's Betty. Oh, wow. I hate this. I hate this. This will probably be what I pull out. (laughs) Don't use this as a soundbite. Don't use that. That's horrible. That doesn't make me sound good at all. No, you know, I'm with Betty. (laughs) See, this goes into my thing with the 90s terms, your weird language, okay? Oh, man, that's fun. That's not fun for me. Oh, I love that. So he asks her to come and see his caveman, but she rejects him. <laughs> um, he then gets bullied by her boyfriend, Matt, for talking to her. So Matt staples him to the school bulletin board and pulls the fire alarm for everyone to come and see him. So once again, a little bit of salt and battery. I don't care how popular you are. You're not allowed to staple people to a board. But it was the 90s. So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? I'm just sad still. So. Oh, mm. So, meanwhile, the caveman is completely thawed up. How do you think they filmed that? The ice pit where it's, like, thawing out and cracking and melting? How do you think they filmed that? I think they probably got a huge, giant block of ice and melted it with a dummy inside, probably. Yeah. And you got a home. Okay, <laughs> fine. Well, I mean, that's... I guess it makes sense. You asked me. <laughs> so, he wakes freaked out and is I wanted still- movie magic. I don't know. Man, remember I said this is basic. They're not doing high tech here. This is low tech. They they put a dummy in some ice, froze it, and then they thought it. Done. Um. So, yeah, he wakes up freaked as if he's still in the moment that when the snow came in because he's all, ah, like, yeah. freaks about his head, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, he, as far as he's concerned, he's still right there. Um, he begins to explore his surroundings and walks right into a rake, knocking him down. <laughs> so the dog greets him. But he mushes it away. Yeah. The dog's all click mush. He just mushes him away. And then he climbs up that uh the hill almost and looks over. Yep. Stands and stretches it's looking very at the- thick. Yeah. Oh yeah? Yeah. So- I got I got a what's his name vibe from Legend. Oh gosh. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise vibes. <laughs> Cause you know, they they're almost showing everything. Nice. Well, you know, he was a caveman. He's not really Right, right. Well that makes sense. Yeah. But um, uh- yeah. Well, I'll give you. I did like that. I, you know, I don't think I would have reacted nearly as well as he was, though. Because he gets out and he's just, like, trusting everything. You know, stepping around in the grass. I would be freaked out. Yeah. You take me from my situation, you throw me a hundred, thousands of years into the future. Yeah. I'm not going to be well. I'm going to wake up and be like, Yeah, well, Wah. the helicopter comes and flies over him and he's all... He starts, yeah. <laughs> runs off. Um, he freaks out at the mailman <laughs> delivering a package. He's like, oh, and he just puts it, sets it on the, on the shovel. On the shovel, yeah. Um, he trashes the, the gift, but takes the string. Um, he then drinks from the drain water, which is disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. And, uh, he gets into a fight with a trash truck. Reminded him of an elephant. Yeah. Uh, or the, uh. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Wal- 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 I almost said walrus. A walrus. Well, I mean, they could have been there too. No. 
But woolly mammoth is what you're thinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, he walked into the room, uh, back into the house, and he sees the I'll be back scene from the Terminator on TV. And uh, then a video of some Aborigine music dancing <laughs> comes on. Which so he starts to dance to, do you? I thought that was great. Which, again, just... if I was a caveman seeing a magical TV box for the first time, I'm going to be... I think, you know, I think I would have melted out of the ice cube and then seen my surroundings and reverted back into fetus form. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Dave and Stoney return to the shed and think that the caveman melted, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I would, uh, I'd roll up into a ball. As well. Oh, a Dondi style? <laughs> yeah, Dondi style from our Patreon. Yeah. And just mm, fetal position. Fetal I don't position. know what to do. No. Um, but then they return to the house as, and, excuse me, return to the house as well and find that he has been in there um, by the art that's on the glass. Like, they're seeing all the little drawings in mud. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no, this dude's here. Um, they hear the fire alarm and find that he's trying to start a fire in Dave's bedroom. So Stoney wants to leave. He's like, we got to go. But Dave, <laughs> I say we go. Dave says, no way, man. They found him. He's theirs. So they go in and talk to him, but he's freaked out. Which makes sense. I would be freaked out as well. Completely. So the phone rings and freaks him out, causing him to look as though he's going to attack. But then he starts jumping on the bed and looks calmed down. Uh, but then the busy signal starts back on the music, on the phone, and he gets freaked out again like he's going to attack. But Stoney thinks fast and grabs a lighter and distracts him with it. So he's like, oh, fire. Ooh. Ooh. Um, they kind of make friends. And then Dave says they have to clean him up by to make him normal. So that he doesn't get taken away and cut up into little pieces. Which I think it's funny that that's what would happen. And get cut up into little pieces. Yeah. Um, well, you know, scientists, they, they're they weird. Even, yeah. That's it, absolutely the first thing that they do is cut things into little pieces. So then we get one of my favorite things. Which is a, a montage. montage. Yes. You yeah, I do like this. It's a great song by Right Said Fred. So I'm too sexy. Yes. Um, which I remember this song. Every time I hear that song come on, I think about this movie. That's as you should. Same thing with the I'll be back thing. I always think about this movie. That's cool. That's cool, man. Um, yeah. So the tub and the house are thrashed. Oh, with, absolutely. With filth. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I guess somebody else will clean it up. Um, they show him all cleaned up in the mirror and teach him words. Which was weird to me. I mean, this this guy is thousand years old again, you know. I, he picks up very fast. Well, yeah. But he's a man. So, you know, men do that. I mean, humankind. I'm not saying men as in men versus women. I was going to say that's a little No, backwards. I'm saying, you know, he's 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 our link, man. He's, he's no. Right, but. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Whatever. He doesn't speak in, like, I sentences. I, I was he just, just yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But I was just trying to think, you know, you, I mean, you took a language, language class. Yeah. I took Latin and I recalled I recalled nothing from that class. Um, I took it for three years, so it's just kind of weird to me thinking, you know, to to understand so quickly what I'm trying to. I, I mean, I, I hit you, Wallen, Whoa. and then I hit me, Beth. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick that up. It took him a minute. I did, but he, yeah, exactly, just a minute. Well, they, they decide to see how smart he is, and uh, he catches on pretty. He's fast. very, he's a genius. <laughs> IQ a thousand. They teach him. That his name is Link, and their name is Dave and Stoney. His name's actually, like, Bob. It does take some time, but he, he gets it. He gets it. 
Um, Dave's parents come home and the house is thrashed. So Dave tries to act like he's cooking dinner <laughs> to cover up the mess. And he has Tony bring Link to the back door and introduces him as Linkovich Chamovsky. An exchange student from Stonevidge. From Estonia. Estonia. My bad. Yep. Yep. Stony tells him that he's from Estonia. And they agree to having the student stay. The dad says he thinks he remembers saying it was going to be okay with him. I like it. He's like, where's the flower? I can't find the flower. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like this scene a lot. Yeah. But I, I, liked, I like the parents. Because, well, you know, so... sometimes with characters, families, they introduce them for all of, like, two scenes. And they don't really have much flavor. But his parents have a lot of character, like, characters to them. Yeah. You know, the dad's, you know, the typical, like, nah, I don't really care what's going on. You know, blah, blah. I'm just here. And the sister's a jerk. Yeah. Um, And the mom's, like, strict, but to a degree. She's like, oh, what, what, what's going on here? I'm lost. You know, I'm trying to work type deal. So yeah. it, it, it was just nice that it had character to them. Well, I'm guessing she's probably in real estate. And the dad does something. He's like, I come home. I'm tired. I want my dinner. <laughs> he just And there's craziness going on. I don't need this crap. He, he just just, start, so he just agrees with it. He's like, you know, I, I do think I remember this. Yeah. You know, whatever. And she's like, honey, how can I forget? <laughs> yeah, this is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, they take him to high school with them and enroll him, which, okay. Yeah, um, How was that a good idea? Dave is still worried about getting popular by l using Link, but Stoney says he just wants to be his friend. Um, yeah. And he pretty much sticks like that the whole time. They're discussing how they're going to get him to his classes when he jumps from the second floor and lands it. Like, perfectly. Uh, he then rubs up, runs up and onto this girl, sniffing her all hard and grabbing her hard as well. It's Robin's friend, which I don't know what her name is. And they have a discussion about Link being an exchange student. Apparently, it's Ella. Ella. Not Betty I, Nugs. I, <laughs> I thought this scene was funny because um, at the first, at the beginning where the teacher is explaining what cavemen are, yeah. he gets really close to Ella um, and is all like, cavemen take what they want. Yeah. It was really creepy. And she was like. But she was like. I'd like that. I like that. Yeah. So, I, I like that that, that, that that happened. So, this girl, that girl, Ella. Mm-hmm. Is in like a whole. She's she's like this '90s character. She's in this. She's in Empire Records. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, she definitely looked familiar. And she's in The Craft. That's what I remember her yeah. from. And she's just in these like the '90s movies that she's not. They're not like main. They're more culty type movies than they are um, main movies now. So yeah, yeah. I'm trying to go through to see if I know any of these. But I no, I could I, I could name these three to four movies. The Craft for sure. But Encino Man, The Craft, and Empire Records are about as far as it goes that I would Ooh. know that she was in. She's in a movie called Frogs! Exclamation point. Oh, okay. I wonder what that's about. Frogs. Um, she's very pretty. Okay. I liked when she was. On. So she was nice. Link is then going through the school, making friends already, and in Spanish class, Robin's friend Ella. Invites him to Blades. Stoney asks to come as well. And she tells him he smells. <laughs> and the teacher yells at him. And it hits him. And he's like, ah, ah, it was, it was them. It yeah, was not me. And it's that stuff. I it's love stuff funny. like that. that. I always did that to kids. Yeah. Get them in <laughs> trouble when it's you, sure. Yeah, no. Consistently. That Yeah. So Stoney takes Link to the food mart. And uh, Stoney is teaching Link about the food or grindage and i put that in quotation for you grindage 
food. The food, uh, which can the food chain, food web. Yep. The food groups, which food groups, that's what it which is. consist of all crap foods like candy and corn nuts. It was all, yeah. Um, they good. they also wheezed the juice by drinking ice straight from uh, icy scene, straight yeah. from the machine. Um, this link- scene is what I remember when I think about this movie. Is it? Yeah, this the squeeze the juice. Don't squeeze the juice. Wheeze the wheeze, juice. Sorry, my bad. Yep. No wheezing the juice. Yep. Yeah. Link gets serious brain freeze and then repeats the. I'll be back scene from Terminator <laughs> that he saw on TV. Yeah. And I liked it because the music got all and he comes back yeah. and he's all, I'll be back. I'm like, really? Um, so and then they yeah. go to a amusement park. Yep. They which go to again, amusement park. goes into my thing about the weird editing here. I mean, school, 7-Eleven, now we're at a roller coaster park thing. Yep. I mean, it's just And what, what do we get when they're at the amusement park? A montage. A montage. Yes. So sweet. Two montages in one movie again. And There's I There's a lot in this movie. I easy. I laugh. <laughs> don't you kill don't take my fire. Don't take my thunder. Um I laugh hard at this point because they keep smacking around the guy in the panda suit. It really makes me laugh because they keep running up. This guy's having such a hard time. I'm quitting. Dude, take the head off and be like, bro, <laughs> yeah. stop smacking me around. They're not allowed to take the head off. They have to stay you in get... character. You're fired. Well, then I'm fired because I'm not going to sit That's there and have people right. running by and banging me in my stinking head. Um, Pull a Glock. So, <laughs> mess with the dog. Panda's just chasing sh- after you. <laughs> Who is? The panda. Oh, the panda. Oh, yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Pa- I'm Poppy Panda. Hmm. Because he's popping the gun. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not funny. Your whole thing's not funny, but that's not funny. whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that talk. I'm done. Bobby the panda because he's popping. <laughs> no. Whatever. I think it's good. So they pull up on Dave in front of his house. Oh, I think it's good. Dave is pissed. Uh, we find that Link is which not- makes sense. They're yeah, mad. absolutely. I mean, he's been sitting here waiting, expecting them to come after school, and they they're gone for four hours at, right. at, at least. Right. Um. We find that Link now talks like Stony as well. He's this is my cat, which I like. Oh, buddy. Buddy. Yep. Yeah. Um. So then we join them at dinner, and Link hunts a fly and eats it. That was disgusting. Tony says. Meat group. Meat group, yeah. <laughs> and then I like that the dad was on the table, like, trying to not vomit into his yes. napkin. He was like, oh. Right, because he starts eating from the dog bowl. Yeah. 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 So then that night they go to Blades, and Dave and Stoney go in when they're not supposed to. They're just supposed to drop off Link. But they're like, yeah, we're going to go be cool kids, too. Um, Link is greeted by Robin's friend, Ellen, immediately. And he draws in ketchup and mustard, reflecting on his cave girlfriend. <laughs> Um, he then sees Radmobile and goes to play it with Stony. And did you see what was dangling? Like it was dangling from the, uh, the rearview mirror in that Sonic the Hedgehog. No, I didn't yeah. see. Yep. Little Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, meanwhile, Dave is talking to Robin and gets dragged onto the ice by Matt, who is smacking him around. Link sees this and intervenes. Matt hits him like straight up in the face and Link takes it like a pro. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you are that insecure where you can't let your significant other be talking to anybody right. of the opposite gender for more than two minutes. I mean, they talk for like a minute and a half and then you, you're fighting that person. Right. I'm sorry. You are toxic. Well, 
Clearly not that. Also, it's assault again. Yeah. You cannot just haul off and hit people. I don't care how rich and popular you, you are. Know, this you is, it, it just seems to that. happen a lot with the characters. Right? Yeah. Are they, but the girls, the girl that the other character wants to be with, is always in a relationship with this dude that's not good for her. Yeah. Obviously. But they're always so insecure. Yeah. But, I mean, then again, she may be complaining to him about this guy who's showing up at Blades and has, like, pictures of them as, like, Well, she didn't seem like she was complaining. Obviously, they're friends. No, no, but I'm saying, if some guy showed up with you and was like, hey, here's a picture of us when we're in the tub from two years old. That's your copy. I've got a copy, too. I mean... Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe when that you're point, hanging I'm out with your bit. boyfriend, you're like, and they're like, dude, what's the deal with that guy? He's always coming. Like, yeah, he's a little weird. Well, that's how stalker-ish. I expect you. Okay, if you come at me like that, then fine. If we're having a conversation about that, then yes. I expect you to go up to the guy and just talk to him and be like, hey, yo, leave her alone, something yeah. like that. Or I would say that she didn't, because she didn't say that to him. She didn't say, Dave, no, leave me like alone. The, she's into it. Yeah, she was like, oh, ah, that was fun. Yeah. And then she was like, don't show this person to anybody, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, okay, come up to the guy who's creeping me out if I told you that. Don't take him out onto the ice and start beating him. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. I don't like that because it makes me feel like you're going to start hitting me. <laughs> True. So Link does take the, the hit like a champ and everybody sees it. Link very impressed. Yeah, well. Link does not have it in him to fight for pride as he used to fighting for survival, not popularity. And people I thought that like was weird that. because cavemen, you know, they would danger... And I'll, you know, I'll talk about well, Primal, the um, Far Cry Primal. Yeah. And that, you have, you're a caveman to a degree. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so you have things attacking you. I mean, he should have gotten it in his head at some, like, somehow. I mean, I, he would have faced other cavemen that, you know, battling and such. So that didn't make sense to me in a, to a degree. You know, the fighting for survival. Well, he's just not looking for popularity. I think it was what they were trying to say is that he was just not, he's not into it for popularity. He's not into it at that point. Oh, well, they made it sound like he didn't know what to do. Someone coming out. It's just not in his genes at that point, maybe. I don't know, man. I didn't, I don't, I'm not really. It would have made, yeah, that makes, sorry. You know how I am with it. Yeah. It just, it made, it would have been more sense to me had. He hauled off and all. punched him right back. Yeah, had had he done anything, yelled yeah. or something, no, he that just was took it and was like, just like, "What the heck?" He got sad and walked off. Yeah, yeah. So Dave is still worried about being popular as he decides that they have to teach him how to fight. And what's this? Can it be Another a montage. third montage? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I love montages, man. I'm into them. I like montages when they're like. Um, have you ever seen Sailor Moon? I haven't watched it all the way, but you know the magical girl transformation? I'll just use that as a sense. Where you go from being one way and then transferred coolly into another yeah. way. I like montages like that. But wait. There's more. Link is adjusting to school and people are digging him. So wait. Can it be a fourth montage? Yes. Yes. This movie's killing it, man. Four montages in this movie. I think that's fantastic. That's probably why I got a low rating on front. Yeah, I was going to say, the more, now it kind of sounds like, like, now after that, because at first, you know, it's kind of like, okay, cool, fun little montages, but now that you're saying that it's so many, it yeah. just seems like the movie's trying to get it along. Well, we get a time montage of Link basically becoming popular across the different groups of the school, Yeah, but it's not having any effect on Dave and Stoney's popularity. Like, they're being seen now, but they're not necessarily becoming popular. Does that make sense? Everyone People knows who, are, who they are. Yeah, they're the guys guy. who run with... 
with Link. Yeah. It, they're not, oh, Dave is cool. I want to invite him to my party. Um, I was on a related note, I guess. Yeah. I was always scared of being that kid, the one who ran with other people, instead of being the one people ran with. Oh, I gotcha. Because, in, in, again, in, my middle school was like my high school experience. Like, for me, that was what that was. That's weird. You know, it just, it was, it's backwards for me is how it feels. Huh. Middle school was so intense. Um, because you were with your own grade and that's just how it was. But, it, to me, I I mean, I had three main friends. And to me, we were the coolest people ever. You know, we were like, whatever. And I knew so many people, so everybody knew who I was. And I was friends with, like, almost everybody. Yeah. And people, people would be talking about me. You know, I, I'd get people coming up to me and be like, we've never met, but I heard from so-and-so that you did this. Is that true? Yes. Don't tell nobody. What the heck? <laughs> um, but uh, I was always afraid that I would be, I guess you could say, the, the, the side character to somebody else's main character life. You'd be evil Ed. Yeah. I got you. But, I mean, when you're in a group of four, four friends... It's like, ah, uh, I don't want to be the fourth person out when you have the main three. Am I the tag along? Right. Who so, am I in the in the in the mix? Right. I got you. That was always a little fear of mine. And then when when high school hit and we all got separated again, it was definitely bigger because I had no real like, I had my main four friends and then high school hit and I was forced to be f- more friends with all my side friends. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh wow! Yeah. So all my side chicks had to become my main chicks. <laughs> And I, like, I started to think, I was like, oh, gosh, am I the side chick? Oh, no. So. Nobody wants to be that. No. So, unfortunately, the class takes a field trip to the museum, and Link has a bit of a meltdown when he realizes that uh, what he sees as Cro-Magnon Man is him, and that his world is completely gone as he, he got, knew it. He got PTSD. Yeah, for real. It was, um, it was really sad, actually. Dave and Stoney find Link trying to make a fire in one of the caveman exhibits as he cries. I mean, he's 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 breaking down. Stoney goes to console him, and Link gets, like, pissy, but Stoney and Dave tell him that they are his family now. They're his new family, which is nice. Yeah. But it's more Stoney saying it and Dave kind of, you know, mooching up on it. Um, Matt happens to oversee this and gets suspicious, which is weird to me. I don't understand. I mean, they had. I guess they had to have some kind of culminating plot with it. Right. But for him to just be like, I've got to figure out what's going on with this. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. This, I mean, if I was looking at a pun, if I was Matt, I'm going to see these guys in this exhibit and be like, yo, what the heck y'all doing? I'm going to go get a teacher and tattle. Right. I, I want to get you in trouble. You yeah. know, I want to get you in trouble. And I'm not going to look at this and be like, hmm. Right. These boys are in the caveman exhibit. Expi- yeah. expi- what's going on? <laughs> what's going exhibit. on? Exhibit. <laughs> I can't speak. Good gravy. Sorry. Fun fact, everyone. I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it? Just, okay. So, Dave still thinks that they have gained some popularity as people at least know who they are. So now Link is in driver's ed class and is told to drive. He is doing it like Radmobile and drives all over the school like crazy. He even pops it up on two wheels and drives through town on two wheels. So um, Stoney and, uh, at that point, Dave also run out and jump in the car. And Robin's in there, too, luckily. Yeah. Um, so they drive and park in front of a bar called El Crib. Parallel Park. Yeah, he Very slings well. it in there. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. So when you practice and you do it for your test, you just sling the car in there. Um, oh, I Tokyo will. Let's drift, take your car. Tokyo Drift style. Take yeah. your car and I'll go do it. Okay. We'll do it tomorrow. Um, Link hears the music. Tomorrow. Oh. 
Link hears the music and runs in. There's a couple bar goers um, sit and drink tequila with Stony because apparently Stony and Link get in there quicker because Dave and Robin come in later looking for Stony and Link and Robin goes to dance with Link and trying to get Dave to do it but Dave's like no no I'm like that dude that's this is your chance this is your opportunity right. and you're gonna be all sheepish I don't care if you like to dance or not you get out there and you dance yeah I'm going with Stony and drinking or there's that. That means um, tequila for free. I like that he was like, do I have to pay for this? Right, he did ask that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Do I have to pay for this? Yeah. Meanwhile, Matt and crew are going through Link's record to see what's up with Link. And they find that his info is actually for a dog. So I want to point out again, because um, I like to be, uh, if you like, I don't want to have people argument with me. So here's my defense here. It's part of it. With my choppy scene thing yeah you have it where it's daytime yes where they they just got out of the school i guess you can say it was last block of the day but either way it's still like what like four o'clock not even yeah and then they're at the club for all of like five six minutes and then we're showing mad and it's nighttime see i didn't know if it was nighttime but it's definitely closed that all those lights are definitely out and everything like that but it was so dark that they had a flashlight on yeah i don't even care and, and teachers stay at the school a really long time. I, I give so you that. They, the I, fact that the, nobody was there, they had to have the flashlights on and everything. Yeah. It's dark. And then even when the cops show up and they're driving out, it's yeah. dark outside. She's rolling up at her house and it's pitch it's black. Yeah. They're, it's just choppy. Yeah, I give so, you that. There was just another point of mine. I do like the part... Um, because Link, he downs that bowl of salsa. <laughs> it's clearly yeah. hot. It makes him go crazy. So he goes back out on the dance floor. Robin grabs him, and they start a conga line, which I thought was fun. Oh, uh, that the, was nice, too. The cops show up, and Dave gets Stoney and Robin out of there. Uh, but he and Link gets busted. And I like that uh, he was like, Stoney, get Robin out of here. And Stoney's all drunk. So and he's like, Robin, like, get Stoney out, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Um Robin arrives home and runs into Matt, who is waiting for her. He is asking about prom and what time he should pick her up. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to prom with you, bro. I want to go with someone who's not afraid to be themselves and is truly cool. Gave him back his uh, promise ring. Yeah. Skates yeah. He had done, she said, oh, because yeah. <laughs> she just chucks it out on the ice. He's yeah. like, yo. Um, Which, you know, makes me wonder, like, if you're going to get a girl promise ring, you got to be very serious about her. And I know that was a thing back that was more popular back in the uh, 90s and such. Giving yeah. people promise wings. I mean, that's not really a thing we have now at school. But, um... Uh, so, they had a, been in a serious relationship to a, at least some degree for him to get her one of those. See, again, it all comes back... The whole thing, the whole story centers around popularity. It's all a popularity thing. And I think that she even realized that she was being kind of a, a butt about how she was doing with her popularity because being with Matt, mm -hmm. like how she was dogging out um, Dave and everything like that because of popularity. Yeah. That's and, fair. and I think that link kind of brought that out in her to her as well to be like, look, here's this dude that's carefree, whatever. And people all like him and he's being himself. And so maybe I'm also a jerk, you know, as much as Matt is. So I think that she was finally like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I am. I just to degree. I mean, if I, to be in a relationship and then have someone give you a promise ring that i mean that promise ring ring oh my gosh i'm so sorry i've talked a lot this episode so yeah. it's all coming out i got um, you. you're good a promise ring represents that you know we're gonna get married at some point 
See, did you take that as a promise ring, or did you take that as that's his class ring? Because I took uh, it that it was just a class ring. Take your promise ring back. Oh wow, wow. Then they were in a pretty serious. That's thing. what I'm saying. Mm. She's like, take. I don't need this anymore. Take this back. Womp. And I mean, I've never even had friends that were like, oh, I got a friend. I mean, I just. That's not something that you see a lot of the time now because yeah. those are serious things. So the fact that she was just yeah. willing, she was like, "Oh, here's this. We're done. I'm I'm in my room crying for a couple of days." You would think so. Yeah. She was no, nah. no. Oh, I, I mean, as Matt, if I'm mad, I'm crying <laughs> in my room for a couple of days. <laughs> I think he's so out of it that he doesn't even know. So Dave calls her from jail, his one phone call, and asks her to prom, but she says she wants to go with Link. And it's great because in the background, while he's on the phone with you can see Link like getting pulled back in the window because he's like hanging out of it and everything like that. I don't know if you saw that, but I, I did. just I love that. Yeah. Um I liked a lot of the background stuff in this movie. There was yeah, a lot of really good stuff, stuff going, going on. on. Yeah. So that night it rains and the pool starts to fill with water. Whatever. Um, Dave is feeling pissy because Robin wants Link. Reasonably so. I mean, I mean, he's obviously this entire time he's been obsessed with this girl. Yeah. If suddenly I found a caveman, wanted to show it to her, and now she's in love with it, or, you know, in love to a degree, I would be mad. I'd be like, my whole plan just backfired on my face. I guess, but I don't think that she's in love with She just wants to I, know, I, I didn't she's to like, say love. I meant to say, you know, she likes this guy. She likes him. I guess. If I was wanting to then that's so. She, she said that she liked, she want, She was interested in the guy because he was carefree. She was like, oh, you know, I like right. Link. I'm she wants go a guy him. like that, yeah. So, which I can understand. Yep. So, he decides to take Link down the highway and send him on his way. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Luckily, Stoney catches up to them on his scooter and stops him from being a huge jerk. Yeah. Um, he completely calls Dave out on his BS. So Dave ends up getting into a fight with Stoney and punches him, causing him to bleed, which I thought was pretty harsh. I thought it was, too. They seem to, you know, best friends. You know, Dave's been a real number this entire time. You know, he's been obsessed with this whole popularity thing. Stoney's just here being like, yo, let's be friends with him. He's really yeah. cool. I don't really care about all this. And Dave's just been this uptight jerk this whole time. You know, I even, like, I, like Matt had more, to a degree, of, like, leniency. I mean, yeah, he, Matt was just aggressive, but, I mean, at least he wasn't obsessive. The, just, Dave was just not. Yeah, I, I didn't you. really like Dave. Well, Link intervenes, and they hug it out, which I thought was so good. They were, like, family, family. Yeah. Dave gets Link ready for his prom date with Robin, because Dave finally comes to grips with yeah which, what he, how i guess being. you could be like oh character growth yeah whatever you know but he explains to robin and explains he cannot go due to being grounded not that he doesn't want to go but that he's grounded which is probably somewhat true since he got arrested <laughs> um yeah dave and stoney are chilling by the pool together in the backyard when matt shows up uh to fight link he breaks into Dave's room and finds the Polaroids of them thawing out uh, Link and everything like that. All the the whole process that they did hidden behind the picture of Robin. Um, Which is mighty convenient. Yeah. yeah I, but I like how when he went to stand there, like he got all caught up in the in the, yeah. in the, in the hammock. <laughs> he was, and he yeah. goes up his neck all in and he's all flings back down again. I, like, that's why I don't get on hammocks. Yeah, right? I have never had a good flung around. Yeah. Um, Dave then hears the disturbance in the house and his mom yelling for him. So he runs out and he finds um, that Matt has taken the pictures. Yeah. Um, and then there's also another little earthquake that happens there, and that's kind of important. Yeah. You know, uh, once again, there's a little earthquake. Um, 
We then find that Link is about to be crowned prom king when Matt shows up telling everyone that Link is a caveman. And everyone just they're, cheers yeah, and doesn't like, care. Yeah. They they give no hex. No. They're just like, whatever. Because, I mean, at that point, you're like, oh, yeah, caveman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever, dude. You know. Um, so then he's like, oh, we got pictures. I have pictures I can show you. Yeah, and, and Robin actually sees yeah, it. And she she's kind of like, oh, yeah. well, I guess, you guess know, Dave, was Dave wasn't lying yeah. to me. Um but also, where are the teachers at this thing? This whole thing's going down. There's no teachers. I mean, you got you got a kid presenting this right. thing. I didn't see any chauffeur. Not really any yeah, staff. Nothing. No. Um. So, uh, Link starts to do a dance, and then Stony kind of joins in, and then Dave starts to join in, and they're kind of like doing this whole dance, and then everybody jumps in and starts doing the same dance. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty interesting that they did it. Was this before or after that that Matt gets hit? Oh, right. Oh, I I blanked over yeah. a spot. Hmm, my bad. I was like, what? Um, yeah, yeah. So Dave shows up, interrupts Matt's speech about the photos. He's like, "Give me those photos," and that's when Robin sees the pictures. Right, and then so and then Matt hits, once again hits Dave, yeah. and flinging Dave into the crowd, and, and Link yeah. is and Link uses his his newly found Knowledge, fighting yeah. skills, mm. and he's like, just like headbutts the heck out of him, he's like, and then Ow, chucks him into the cave, yeah. which Stony comes over and uh-huh, and pours, pours <laughs> yeah. the the punch all over, and his then head. they start dancing. Then they start dancing. Sorry, my notes went funky there for a second. Um. So they do their dance. Everybody jumps into it, and then everybody returns to Dave's house to swim in yeah. his pool, which was with his plan. So that's cool. so literally his plans. Right when he stopped being the jerk that was, you know, that was trying to just be popular, he gets popular. Yep. Um, Dave and Robin are sitting next to the pool, um, and talking about what Dave did, and then Dave actually gets a kiss from robin so maybe she stopped caring about all the crap and well, actually she realized that, that he, he was like oh i don't really care about this anymore so she was like okay right when you stop you trying care. to yeah. be right so she was like okay well i guess i'll give him a try yep yeah right stony and link hear the fire alarm and see the body imprints of what looked to be a cave girl they run upstairs and find the cave girl from the beginning of the movie in the tub i like that it paralleled how Dave and the exact Stone. same yeah, way. Yeah, like, like, like fire that. alarms going off. Like, there's the dread. They said like they're that. yelling at the same time. They're like, yeah, yep. Um, Link is, is ecstatic because it is That's, his girl, yeah. and he jumps in the tub with her. Uh, they then clean her up, get her all dressed up and fancy as well, and it ends with them kissing, which was nice. I it thought was it nice. was nice that his girl came back because yeah. he was clearly missing her, and at least that that you know she's with him now. And then Polly Shore comes back and says, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah. So your overall thoughts on the film and the movie experience? Fantastic movie. I mean, it's got the good classic 90s. But I, I like to think that I watched a lot of 90s movies watching up. Growing, uh, growing up. up. Sorry. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I mean, that's what was on, you know, 2008. I mean, they were showing movies like this. You know? Sure. So, this I've seen before, obviously, and there's a couple others, but it just gave me that nostalgic vibe of, you know, sitting in front of this TV as a seven, eight-year-old 
watching this for the first time, remembering how it went. It was right. just, I mean, it was a good movie. Again, the, the only thing I would change would be how things tra- transitioned. But, just a transition yeah. from scene to scene. Sure, the cutting. And that has to do with editing more than the movie. Right. I mean, I mean, it was a budget of $7 million. I mean, that's not even... It's nothing. That's nothing. When we've seen some of the movies that have been put out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, would you recommend it to a friend? I would recommend it to a friend. Cool. I would watch this with a friend over. I mean, this is a good... It's a good movie. It's funny. It's interesting. And it keeps you entertained. How many movies do you give it out of the five? Zero to five? I give it a four out of five. That's cool. Yeah. I would do the same. I'd give it a four out of five movies. I think it's a a good solid movie. I like it because, like you said, I can watch it with kids on. Yep. I don't have to worry about anything. Obviously, there's some stuff that happened that you didn't even get and you still didn't get. Yeah, no. You know, but it's nothing. There's no foul humor. It's just... A very clean go through type movie. It's kind of like, I mean, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, which, yeah, exactly. Look at me, blink, blink. Blink. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, which we will, we will review. But that was just on the other day and we watched it. And it's not, you know, there's nothing in it that's, that's ridiculous. It's just a good, clean, fun, wholesome movie. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just fun. And, you know, you don't, if you go, oh, well, you know, time travel, oh, shut up, you know, just watch the movie yeah, and enjoy movie for what magic. it is. I mean, yes. So, I mean, this is the same thing. Would a frozen man from that long ago be able to wake up and live and everything like that? No, mm-hmm. probably not. He's probably really, really dead, but. Yeah, decayed. I mean, you know, this bones. is a fun movie. Yeah. And so. Yes. I, you know, and I would have given it a five had it been. More con- yeah, more consistent, you know. Yeah, I sure. mean, they go to school, they come home, and then they go back to school. I mean. It is choppy. I know, give there's it. no night time. It, it just, it is what it is. But it was a good, I mean, good movie overall. I have no complaints with this movie other than that. All right. So, um, favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is going to be Stoney. So is mine. It's going to be Stoney. He, I mean, I remember this this actor in a lot of different movies. Yeah. I mean, even when I was watching this, I almost thought that that movie that I talked about before we started watching was a sequel to this. Or something like that. So I had to look up and see if there was an Encino 2, but there's not. Because I remember him being in that movie in the college thing. And right. I was wondering if it, that was, was what it was. No. It's not. No. But what's funny about these movies, those two, that was our... So we had a, we had a giveaway. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. I'll talk about it a bit later. He... Uh, one of the clues that I gave was that one of the characters from this movie showed up twice cameoing mm. in two of the movies and the movies that he shows up in are son-in-law and in the army. Now he link shows up as looking like him, like link. Yeah. See, and I remember that in the son, uh, son-in-law movie. and, and Polly Shore's character, of course, is not the same. It's no. not, he's not stony, but he's all, nah, you know, it's just, it's just funny. And that's yes. fun. Um, I love cameos. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, so I had, I had to look that up because, I mean, like I said, it was just, you know, my seven-year-old brain watching these for the first time, I don't remember things I remember as I go along. Um, the only thing, that, like, Better Off Dead, I remembered instantly. Yeah. Because that's just a movie that's like that. But this one, I didn't remember a lot of the scenes. I mean, I remembered the I'll Be Back, the the one where they're, they're cleaning them up and using the tub, and I remembered the wheezing the juice. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, everything else from this movie, I didn't really remember. I got you. So, um, least favorite character. So, your least favorite character is supposed to be Matt. But my least favorite character, really, after watching it again and really seeing it, is Dave. It's Dave. It's Dave for me. And that's really weird. But, yeah, he's just... 
I get him. I get where he's trying to be, and I get that he's built up in his mind. He wants this girl, and if he can get this girl, then he can be what he considers to be popular, and popular yeah. means this, that, and the other. And But, dude, like Stoney says at the beginning, you've gone through your entire high school career. It's done. Yep. Let it go. There's always college. Go to college and be reinvent yourself. Where and, nobody and, knows you. Yeah, and, and be like something. That, yeah. I mean... I mean, I... I almost wanted to say that it's because I don't really like main characters, but that's not the case here. I have I have friends that where we we like Robin wanted. We we didn't care what anybody thought about us in middle school. I mean, we were just our own breed of kids that you know pretty much everybody liked anyways. Yeah. But to a degree, we were annoying. You know, so we were those kids. But I've I've had friends that I don't even like much anymore because they turned. We hit high school and they were suddenly like, oh, I have to be friends with everybody but all the popular kids right i don't want to talk to you lower chain kids anymore yep and i mean i would tell you i would tell i would come home middle school i mean i would i would come home and i would talk to you about it and i'd be like secretly it feels like i run the school um and that's not me boasting i mean i really do have a lot of friends and i would come home from school and i would tell you that that i i had people who people legitimately would come up to me and tell me things or they'd be like oh I, i heard you got called to the office because of some sh- stupid stuff my friends have done and I got pulled into it. But yeah. they'd be like, oh, what how, how would that go? You know, I was one of the main popular people right. without having to be a sport kid. Yeah. Without having to be one of the jocks and the cheerleaders. But that's what it was like to me. And to have friends turn out to be like Dave. Yeah. It was annoying. It was like, why do you suddenly care so much? Right. Why Why have you turned to this other person? It do- That didn't make it was annoying. Right. And so I guess to a degree that kind of blitzed through, like showed here for me with Dave. That's why I didn't really like him. It's it's funny because you're, you're not, not opinion, but your definition of popular is one thing, whereas his is another. Him running with Link and knowing everybody like that, that to me, that's popular enough. Yeah, no. You're, and that's, everybody I mean, that's knows you and everything like that yeah. versus what are you, what are you thinking that popular is? is you that ha- you're not you have because- your cliches here your cliche popular which is in books movies i mean that, that what the different like we were talking about at the beginning you have like you know the goth the geeks and everything to that the popular kids were the football players the basketball players and the cheerleaders and those were like you know you had your skinny blonde chicks their sidekick brunette friend that were all was also skinny and they were all cheerleaders or some kind of something and those were those kids and they weren't interesting right <laughs> i mean at least in middle school they weren't i have a couple of those friends now that are pretty good um but we just didn't talk to them same as you know a lot of them didn't talk to us so <sighs> they're vanilla they're bland they are yeah and what what i'm saying is that is a form of popular because everybody knows them because they're the football players and everything so teachers love them so they get picked on and everything with the teachers right. so they're they're popular in that sense but then you had people like me who would do certain things that that made us stand out i.e being like funny or in my case bullying other kids and it was <laughs> funny to certain people <laughs> shoot <laughs> um but I mean, for I, I hung out with boys in middle school. Yeah. I mean, I that I just got to that point where that's where I was at, and 
so I was popular in that sense because you didn't really have the girls who hung out with those boys who were not really whatever. So I was known among a lot of guys. And because I was known alone among a lot of, guys, of the guys, a lot of the girls knew me. I had girls who would pay me money to talk to the guys for them. Wow. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> why? <laughs> and it was, it was just really funny to me. And so in that sense, I realized I, I had a, I had a lot of confidence. I had a lot of like self worth in middle school um to a degree like egotistic yeah because i was like yeah people are you're giving me your money to talk to these kids they're not even great i know these guys yeah they're crap (laughs) you know so i felt very empowered main character i got you you know so in that sense i felt popular because i had i mean even moving up into high school i had people who were like oh can we be partners on this because i know you and you're cool and so I was actually talking to one of my friends about this a couple weeks back because when I think about, you know, you think about the kids who aren't popular, like the, the, the outcast kids, you know, you have an image in your head of what those kids look like. Yeah. And I'm someone who compares myself to a lot. You know, I, I, I do, I do that. I compare myself to other people. And in, um, in a middle school, I looked like one of those kids. I, I mean, very just not out, like I don't, not outstanding in any kind of sins, not really like what's the word like uh in the spotlight kind of deal you know yeah, i don't stand, yeah. yeah so i i always i was questioning i was like i i wonder how i became friends with all the people i became friends with because it, it's so weird when you think about it you know like, what what made you come up to me in that sense and then i realized what my middle school experience was, was yeah. like, you know I, oh it makes sense when you have one girl and a group of 15 boys. Yeah. And she's talking to all these guys. That makes you the person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was friends with this one guy who <laughs> were, were acquaintances. We're not really friends. But I would talk to him a lot. And like I said, the girls would be like, why are you talking to him? You know, he doesn't talk to any of the girls. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. And I'd be like, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. It really, I mean, it isn't. I played games with these guys after school. We called all the time. I mean, these were my friends. And... It was just so weird. Just like, different dynamic. It, it was. And, yeah. you know, high school hit my freshman year. So we had all the different things. And I was forced to become friends with the girls. Yeah. Whole different world. Absolutely different world. Wow. So I have a, I have a ton of, uh, like, female friends now. I really didn't have any in middle school. But a lot of my um, friends, they would, I was like, oh, did you know me? Like, did you know of me in middle school? Um, Like, it was the first time or whatever. And a lot of them said that I they felt intimidated by me. Because you talked to the because boys I like talked to the boys like I did yeah so makes sense talked a lot about my life here in this episode yeah this has been a, my my, a Beth life episode no but, it's um, good it's, it's, but because it's good. this is a high school movie like it was I thought it'd be just some relative there yeah. I mean uh, relative because I mean you and I would talk Relatable. a lot about your high school experience sure and how you did a lot of things um so to me it was it was like that for me in middle school. I mean, lockers and everything, we, I mean, just all of it. I mean, the high school, high school now, we were told eighth grade, if you touched your locker, you would be outcasted in high school. So none of us touch our lockers except for the weirdos. (laughs) And there was only one kid that had an exception because he sold stuff. He would bring, he would bring (laughs) snacks in and sell it to the kids in the classes. And he kept all of it in his locker. So here's the store. Which was not right i think it was it was against the rules i think he got called to the office once or twice but it was really funny nice but there was just there's weird rules like that in high school um so when we watch movies like this where it's the, like you know the popularity stuff or 
you know, kids getting stapled to billboards. Yeah. It's like some of that doesn't change. Like shoving kids in lockers. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> did that to my friend John. We're best friends now, but yeah. I mean, I, I still pushed him into a locker. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's just something that it's like generation passed down type deal. Yes. But when we have like lingo, none of this, none of the words that he used in this movie made sense to me. Right. It's but, funny. It's different time. Yeah. And you think about that's 92 that this came out and you have O2, 12. I mean, it'll be what thirty years next year that this movie came out. Different. That makes me feel old. Makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I cool, mean, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Movies always make me feel old when you t- name the thing on it, like Finding Nemo. When you think about when that movie came out, and- I think you were two when Finding Nemo came out. I we look we went to see that at the theater with some friends. And uh, took you and their kids. Uh, no, I actually born was that year. I was born that year. Well, then see, there you go. <laughs> it's 2003. Yeah. May 30th. I was a couple. I was a month. Yeah. And March, April, May. Yeah. Two months. Two months old. <laughs> All right. You ready for some trivia? Yes. Again, sorry about the little. No, no. Rant. Look, I, every, every episode, every episode I give history and I give facts and I give about me and about these, and, and you don't necessarily have that opportunity. Like I did, this is your opportunity, man. People want to know, people want to know about you. People want to hear this stuff. It's good. It's good to talk about. So no, I'm glad that you did. I, I love that you talk and that you give your, give your stories and everything like that. So no, definitely. Um, so some trivia. Polly Shore was originally going to be Link. Shoot. Oh. Sorry. Favorite scene. Oh. Before we get to trivia, sorry. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene. least favorite character, and then I went on my tangent. So. Has to be when he's in the backyard, and he's like, why is he Why is he fighting the dog? And he's not fighting the dog. Oh, yeah, it was he's on his fighting, shoulder. He's yeah. got the dog up on his shoulder. He's like, yee, yee, why, why? Go ahead, yours. Mine was wheezing the juice. Wheezing the juice. Don't wheeze the juice. Don't wheezing the juice. So, but I like that scene. Nice. Okay. So Sorry, yeah, so Polly Shore was originally going to be Link until the producers met Brendan Fraser. Well, I'm glad he wasn't Link. That would yep. not have fit for me. However, they liked Polly Shore so much that they created a role of Stony for him. Really? His yep. role was created? Yep. The majority wow. of his lines are ad-libbed since they weren't in the original script. Wow. So, See, yeah. because he, he feels like a character that has to be there. Right. You would think so. That's but yeah, so originally he wasn't going to be. Wasn't, I wonder how that would have played out. Because, it I mean, probably would not have done as no, well. No, because having Dave in that scene where he's trying to get rid of Link, there would have been no one there to stop him. He right. would have had to done that on his own where he's like, oh, you know what? Come on back. Yep. Come on back. That was weird. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. Here, this is this will get you. Jim Carrey and Nicolas Cage were both considered for the role of Link. But bef- <laughs> before Brendan Fraser was Cage. cast. Nicolas Cage. Or Jim Carrey were were thought oh. of for the position of, of, of Link. And once again, Jim Carrey and Nicolas Cage show up in like almost every friggin' movie. I don't know who their um what do you call that? The not the producer, but their rep, their agent is. But their agent literally <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Their agent. Young, I've never seen young Nick Cage. Yeah, he's weird looking. He is weird. But their agent puts them in like every single movie that comes out. They're like, hey, you want Nick Cage? You want Jim I mean, Carrey? Nick, I mean, that's what, what they're supposed to do, though. Right. Agents are supposed to do. 
he's got some better angles and so, some worse angles. Yeah. Nick, Key, Nick Cage is I think you say this like this. Kiwi Kwan. I think it's Kiwi Kwan. Um, who was in uh, Goonies and oh. Sean Astin appear on screen together briefly in this movie. It makes the first and only time the original cast members of the Goonies appeared on screen together again. And of course, K1 Kwan is Data or as Beth calls him, Techno. Techno? <laughs> I still can't believe that's not his name. Yeah. I swear that's what they said. In the scene where Brendan Fraser is eating from the dog bowl, he's actually eating cookie crisp cereal. You know what? I thought that was what it was. Yep. Me too when I was a kid. And when I when I looked this up and saw that, I was like, ah, okay. I thought that or Chex Mix. <laughs> I love Chex Mix. I love Chex Mix. So. Not the brown little circles, though. So. Gross. That's it for trivia. That's all you have? That's all I've got. Just a couple. Just a couple. Very short and sweet. Short and sweet movie. Short and sweet trivia. But I do have a contest follow up. So we had a contest last week where people sent in guesses as for what our movie was going to be for this week that we were going to review. I have to say someone guessed it in a freakish amount of time. Jody Sullivan was able to guess Encino Man after like three guesses with only two really vague hints that I gave. So, congratulations to Jody. I hope you enjoy your prize you got. Um, we're going to be holding another contest around episode 20, most likely, unless we do something before, but that's what I'm thinking, you know, f- for now. So, be sure to listen to all of our episodes in the event that I ask a question pertaining to one of them, like we did last time. You know, my clues that I gave were based off of the episodes that we had reviewed. Um, also, if you have any questions or comments, be sure to email us at the yesteryearpodcast at gmail.com. And that's all together, no spaces, nothing like that. The Yes to Year podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get some emails, some thoughts, some anything you got, man. I mean, you want to tell us, hey, you guys are doing a great job. You want to say you're doing a bad job. You want to say, we want to hear more about it. We want to hear less about it. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. We'd love to get the emails. I'd love to get them. Um, we'll respond back. I might cry if you say I that. Mean, <laughs> we get a lot of Facebook traffic, and I appreciate that, and that's fine, and I get that's a lot easier. That's the world that we live we in. We do get a lot of Facebook traffic, which so, I always call really interesting because there's people we don't know on there. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is which is cool. I mean, so I'm not dogging out anybody on Facebook. I'm no. simply saying we would like to see some emails too. So you got anything else? I do not. All right. We're going to wrap this up tonight. I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by and listening to our 15th episode. We deeply, deeply, said it right this time, appreciate it. Deadly. More than you could imagine. And, of course, the best way to show us your love is to give us a five-star review on iTunes. And Biscuit Head, I almost forgot that we did get a new iTunes review. And I meant to, I meant to, to read that. Give me one second, and I will. So... This is from Tasha Dreadful, and it says, The 80s, baby. It says, This show is nostalgia in a bottle. James and his hilarious sidekick, Beth, take you through the movies that made the 80s so rad. Five stars, double thumbs up, way up. Most excellent podcast. Just want to say, that's the second or third kudos I've got about how funny Beth is. (laughs) I don't even try. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, let's, most, let's give some love my way too. Okay, <laughs> most of the week, I mean, we do this on Sundays. It's the end of the week for me. I I work pretty much all week. I mean, so do you. 
but you have the weekends off most of the time. Um, but I'm usually tired when we get to, I mean, always tired Sundays. So for me, I, I, I we, we do these and I'm just kind of like, uh, well, I hope for the best. And I never think I'm going to end up talking as much as I do. Um, especially lately I've been trying to get more out there, but you know, we, we get certain stuff back. Like, I mean, you could take the beaver joke as an ex- example. I was terrified because after we had done with that, you were like, face i mean you were not pleased you were like you made you went on forever about that stupid beaver i mean and i always i'm I'm scared with my humor because i'm younger i'm one i'm like oh well people might not find this as funny because i'm younger and it's just stupid animorph joke (laughs) and uh but no people love that i mean yeah you got you i mean people who i've never talked to were talking to you about that look the, the point is is that you've got you you've got me and if people are listening to this show they clearly like us about us so definitely give your humor man yeah. i love it 100 percent. even the beaver even the beaver uh, so you can do like tasha did stop by give us a five star that's mostly appreciated of uh, most, most, most appreciated. Send us an email that review. you've done it, and, and yes, we'll send you a sticker. And I'll need that. Um, please do that. Please email me your information so that we can mail you your sticker out for giving us our your review. Um, uh, otherwise, I'm going to harass you with emails and say, "Hey, give me your information." Um, your credit card information. Have, yeah, credit card information and social. All of that information would be great. Um, and then you'll start seeing weird things pop up on your credit. <laughs> <laughs> don't question them. No, don't question them. Just go with it. So you can send us emails, as I said, to the yesteryear podcast at gmail.com. Twitter.com is, I'm sorry. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash yesteryear PCAST. Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash yesteryear podcast. Facebook.com forward slash yesteryear podcast. We do have our own private group, which is the Truffle Shufflers. Our secret question is the host names, James and Beth, which we did get some new members recently. I love that we're growing. That's so awesome. Uh, we got listeners all over the world. We're really big in Mexico, which blows really? my Yes, there's like six or seven different locations. If you're one of our Mexican listen, listeners, I, Mexican listen, I would say that you're in Mexico or South America or whatever. Um, definitely hit us up, man. Send us an email and say, Hey, you know, we're down here in this and we love you guys. And you know, I'll somehow I'll get you a sticker. It'd be great. If, if you're in jail, listening to us, if you're in jail, listening to us, I would like hard. to know that as well. Yeah. Email us and say, Hey, I'm, I know some podcast. I'm on cell block D uh, yeah. and we, we love you. Uh, <laughs> and depending on what your crime is, we might not love you back, but you know, it'd be great too. If you know, definitely with, uh, with the whole COVID-19 thing going on right now, and, you know, if you listen to future episodes, you'll know what we're talking about, I'm, I'd assume. Um, I would like to know what you're doing when you listen to our episodes. I am yes. working my second job when I listen to podcasts, and that's when yeah. I listen the most. And I would like to know, what do you do when I, you listen to yeah, us? I, I listen to music at my job. But occasionally when I get sick of my music, I do switch over and I listen to podcasts for a couple of weeks. But I, I usually listen to more of true crime and I would scary have, stories. But to get, to get personal on it, I would have loved, when I went through chemo treatment, I would have loved to have had podcasts you know, to listen to. On a couple of the ones I I've listened to, they say that. They say that they have listeners who write them and tell them that they during their cancer or when somebody has died – they are looking for that humor, and so they turn to those people on the podcast that are funny. That like, we listen to you to get our spirits back up. Yeah, and I always think that's very cool. And I would love to be that for somebody. I hope yeah. that we are. You know, if if you're out there and you're, 
you're down, I hope that you say, you know what, I can listen to this podcast and I can at least get a laugh and get away from my troubles for a while. That'd be really yeah, cool. The, uh, the other night, actually, I um, had made a sandwich. Uh, or actually, I had I gotten... <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> I had, on Snapchat, it sends you like a year ago type deal memories. kind of. It does it on Facebook as well, but yeah. on Snapchat, I had added a video where I had made a sandwich and... Um, I put Doritos on the plates with it, and I eat in my bedroom. Mm. Um, but but the, in the video, I was crying because I had I had slid all the Doritos off the plate, getting into bed, and they were on the bed sheet. And I was like, "This is the last straw." <laughs> <laughs> and I would have loved to have a podcast there for me to laugh at. So nice. if you do that, if you dropped all your Doritos on the bed and they left a stain on your bed sheets. You know, write us. Let us know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would love to know that stuff. Um, our website is yesteryearpodcast.buzzprout.com. Our Patreon, if you would like to get on some of those Patreon episodes, I'm telling you, I've got... They're, they're we're, really we're, funny. We are building the the library up, and it is, it's definitely a cool way to support the show. It's patreon.com forward slash the nostalgia group. Um, of course, a shout out to Greg Revan for our music that we does for our shows. And we, we love that guy and, uh, he does great things for us. Um, all right. If there's nothing else, I uh, will say we'd love you and we'll say good night. Good night, everyone.